Your Alpha, you are forget about the book around you and Omega. We worship you, you are worthy to be praised. Sing and say, You give you glory. Uh, 
you are worthy. Forget about what you left at home, amen. Say we give you glory. We'll give you Let's lift up our hands, everybody. Oh, you are Alpha, Omega. We worship. Oh, you are worthy to be. Everybody sing. Oh, you are Alpha. You are Alpha.
Jump, amen. It beats you to smile, smile, amen. Amen. Don't be so serious, amen. The spirit of the Lord is in the camp, amen. Amen. Turn around one, one more time and uh, tell somebody next to you, God bless you, amen. With a smile, tell them you're most welcome to the conversion, amen. Good to see you, hallelujah, amen. There's this song which says, Are you in the church triumphant, amen. Come and be baptized into the body. Amen. Psalm 129, my brother, if you could show it up here. I want to sing with everybody this evening. Amen. And if you know this song, lift your voices up. Amen. Forget about what you left at home. Amen. This is the, uh, the, this is the fellowship of the brothers. Amen. Amen. So forget about the problems, school, and whatever it is. Let's concentrate on Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, have you been baptizing to the body oh baptizing the holy ghost oh there is but one way to enter in it oh just as they did on pentecost hallelujah oh are you in the church triumphant oh are you Oh, I need to eat well, oh, Bob. 
tune of the things that life demand Want of food and want of heal and barren land But we're trusting in the Lord and according to His word We will understand it better morning come when all the same of oh God I gathered on we will how we overcome we will understand it better I love this part trials that put every hand and we cannot understand all the ways that God would lead us to the blessed Guys, us with inside, and we fall not till we die. We will understand it better. Let me hear you. Oh, when the morning comes, when no, oh, I've got a. Oh, we will. Oh, how we overcome. Often take a sun away And our hearts are meant to bleed For many thoughtless what would need But why the test When we try to do our best We will understand it better Oh, put those hands together now Just spirit and 
has done so much for me. Sahili, go ame fanya majabu, siwe zikweleza, siwe zikweleza, siwe zikweleza. Go ame fanya majabu, siwe zikweleza, go ame fanya majabu. Sing in your language now. Oh, I'm a tender majabu. Can't hear you. Oh, siwezi. Oh, siwezi. I want to hear you. You're not with. I'm a tender majabu. Oh, siwezi. Oh, I'm a tender majabu. I'm collecting for you. I'm demanding your care.
the Lord God Almighty reign. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We'll give this one an opportunity. I believe I still have time here. We're moving out in a few minutes. Amen. So this one says, God bless your saints. We request to sing a special song. Amen. This is Sister Esther and Esther. Amen. So if you know your Esther, please. Amen. Welcome, God bless you. saints. We are happy to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. I mean this evening. I'm sorry. Uh, the song says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. The sun comes on, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me. The evening comes. Bless the Lord of my soul. Oh, my soul. I worship His sorry name. Sing like never before.
found an reason for my heart to find. Praise the Lord of my soul, oh my soul, I worship His holy name. Sing like never before. song from our sisters. You appreciate them. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's get to our feet as we prepare to invite the pastor. I will expect this evening. I said, are you expectant? Amen. Come on now. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Amen. The song which says, uh, when the saints go marching in, we want to be in that number. Amen. It's not that I feel like being in that number. I have to be in the number. Is that what you feel? Amen. Come on now. Amen. Let's sing together. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger Wandering through this world of sin Oh, on my way to the fair city When the saints were marching in Oh, oh when the saints were marching in Oh, when the saints Oh, Lord. 
Isn't it wonderful? Amen. Why don't you have your seats for just a moment? Amen. I would like to take this opportunity to greet every one of you. In the matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you happy to be here? Amen. Amen. We are blessed because we are here in these youth meetings. I'm really expectant. I believe that the Lord is going to do marvelous things in our lives. I'm really, are you expectant? Amen. Amen. Uh, our team from Kenya just arrived this morning. Amen. We will get to hear more from them in the coming uh, in the coming services. Brother, Brother Isaac and his team. God bless you. Amen. I just wanted to take one minute just to read a little quarter of a quote just to um, announce to you the burden I have for, this, for these meetings and what I believe that the Lord is going to accomplish. In the message, how can I overcome? Our prophet says, we find here that God has always had overcomers. He has had overcomers in every age. We don't need to wait for the preacher to shout amen. We, we might as well do it right now. There's always, 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 every time, in every age that there is been on the earth, God has always had somebody 
Somebody could put his hands on as a witness in the earth. He's never been without a witness. Though sometimes just one. But somebody overcome. Like the saints of old. There's a lot of things going on. In, 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 our, in our time in our generation there is a lot that the devil is achieving there is a lot of young people the devil is, is killing both spiritually and physically a lot of them that are in bars at this time a lot of them that are lost in the denominational world a lot of them that do not know what you know. A lot of them that have not experienced what you have experienced. But in the same time, in every generation, God will have a witness. Whether all the others will not overcome, God will have a witness. Someone that will overcome. Someone that will overcome. And I believe that in this meeting, I do not know, but I know by faith. Did you hear what I said? I do not know, but I know by faith someone will be birthed into the group of the overcomers. I believe that with all my heart. And God has sent us a wonderful army to take us through this weekend. And let us be prayerful as we are beginning these meetings. Really prayerful. This is, this is not a calling to young people to come and begin coupling and begin, you know, it's just not to just know one another. But it's not a it's not a meetings of exchanging numbers. When I say meetings, it's not meetings of you, one another, to begin exchanging numbers and just, you know, you know, uh, you know, being all over the place. Oh, it's a youth meeting. Let's go and let's go, let's go. It's a wonderful time. I believe my burden that I have in my heart is that these are meetings of young people with the Holy Spirit. So if that's not the purpose you came with, I hope you don't get disappointed. But if you came with this purpose, you will meet the Lord. You will meet the Lord. If you don't have the Holy Spirit yet, you will receive the Holy Spirit. It's an assurance. Because that's what the word has told us. So, in these meetings, we are going to be spoken to by, we are going to be spoken to by a people, by people, by brothers. 
They brought the ministers that are going to minister to you. These are people that have been changed. And have had an experience in this message. And all of them are younger ministers like you. So, this is to send out a message to us that God is still moving. And without wasting a lot of time, I will be speaking more as the days go by. We will be here. This is our first service. But um, I'll give a little more announcements after the uh, preaching of the word. But this evening we have our brother Michael going to minister to us. Brother Michael has been impacted by this message all his life. I think he will give his own testimony. But he has a wonderful testimony. And ever since we got to know one another, we've become good friends. But our friendship really is around the message of this day. He has ministered to us here once. When days of the voice were still in a very little place. This is still little, but we were in a little, a more little place. And we were blessed by his ministry. And I believe today, we all will be blessed by his ministry. Amen. So, uh, Brother Michael is... Um, Michael Ray is uh, a minister in uh, Cloverdale Bible Way in Canada. Cloverdale Bible Way in Canada. And uh, we'll just stand on our feet. And I was thinking whether I should say this or not. Brother Branham, Branham was a prophet of God. How many believe that? Not many people in his time realized that he had a ministry other than just a minister. Many thought he was just a minister. But he had a ministry more than a, just a minister. He was a prophet of a generation. And as he went to um, have a time of refreshing in the northern parts of Canada, he met one brother Eddie Biscal. Yes, and Eddie Biscal. And Brother Biscal is one of those that received a revelation. And some of you who have listened to his testimony, he says it was on a log. On a log tree. On a log. And I will not go into the details. But that's when he, he when Brother Branham was speaking to him, that's when 
the master met him. And he realized that this ministry was more than just a minister. He was a prophet. And ever since then, Brother Eddie Biscal has preached this message and taken it to many countries. And his generation and many in his generation did wonderful works. And Brother Michael is the grandson of Brother Eddie Biscal. And I believe he is representing our generation. The others overcame. They stood for the word. They did not tolerate any nonsense. And they spread this message both far and near. They were on fire for the Lord. They raised many souls that stood and preached this message. I believe there is another generation rising and is going to preach this message. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us just sing a chorus as we invite Brother Michael to the pulpit. I love him, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love Why don't you just lift your hand if I love me, and purchase my salvation, Surely that's the most precious things you can hear from the lips of your children that we love you. Lord, how it must so thrill your heart to hear us express, Lord, our adoration, our longing for our Savior. And Lord, may this next few days of time, may Lord that love of our Lord Jesus settle upon us. Lord, as Brother Basabozi has stated, Lord, that you would move on every individual. 
you would fill those that need filling. You would deliver those that need deliverance. You would loose the bonds, Lord, that would slave the captive. You heal, Lord, those that are sick and needy. Lord, for if you cannot do it, no one can. Lord, we don't serve a powerless God. We serve the mighty conqueror. Lord, move this weekend, we pray. Lord, we dedicate these next hours and days to you. Setting aside, Lord, every aspect of the world. Our thoughts for tomorrow, Lord, we will be put aside. At this moment, this hour, this meeting is our sole focus tonight. That you would move in an impactful, unique, supernatural way. So Lord, we dedicate these meetings. We lay them at your feet. You would have your perfect will, Lord, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Good to see each one of you. It's, it's just a real honor to be here in Uganda again. I want to thank Brother Basabozi for inviting me. Thank you, Brother Bas. I, lo I love to be with the bride around the world. You, you, might, you might not be able to, to travel. But when you go to different locations and you interact with the bride of Christ, you find out we're all the same. We're just one big family. Amen. Amen. And then one day there will be no time, no distance. And we'll just get to sit forever at his feet. Amen. Amen. So are you expecting this weekend? Amen. 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 As the saying goes, you get what you expect. I was thinking Brother Bus was talking about just even one would be impacted this weekend. And I thought Brother Branham spoke about D.L. Moody. There was a little lady, a little washer woman lady who got a little building and she got it all ready. She scrubbed the floors. She cleaned it all up so that a preacher could come in and preach special services. And one little boy came to service and God got a hold of his heart. And that little boy was D.L. Moody. And in his time, he turned his world upside down He spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe in this meeting, there's maybe a little D.L. Moody. And maybe a little sister that'll get a hold of God. That'll turn your community, your area, your city, your country, upside down for the glory of God. That can happen in this meeting. Just tonight. And he'll never be the same again. Amen.
Amen. So let God have his way. Amen. So let's go to the word that we came for. That's what we came for. We're going to turn to Galatians. Galatians 5. Verse 1. Now there might be some we're just going to go I'm, I'm a different preacher I should say <laughs> You just go with me tonight We'll try and get down to where we live right down into the trenches <laughs> We're going to have a good time <laughs> Amen. 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 I'm going to speak tonight. We'll title it An Unrestrained Generation. Amen. I know, brother. I unrestrained. Unrestrained. So I'm, I'm not holding you back. I'm restraining you right now, but unrestrained. Okay. Mm. So let's read our Bible. Galatians 5 verse 1. Stand, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage.
That's what that's the that's the only event at the very beginning of the games. And so at the very end, if whoever there was no there was no time. There's no stopwatch. No one was there back in the, you know 80, 30 or you know, whatever it was. There, there was no milliseconds. At least that they could count. Right. They could count. Amen. So all that mattered across the finish line first. That's how you want. Just get across. Okay? Nobody, if someone was taking running seriously, every hindrance was taken seriously. Every runner made sure he didn't have any extra fat on him. It was very important to be very slim and trim. You didn't want an extra weight hindering your ability to run. You were setting aside distractions. You were setting clothing. In fact, clothing wasn't even worn in those races. It, it was super lightweight back then. And it is what it was. <laughs> Training was important. You just didn't think, yeah, you know what, I think I'm going to go to race today. You're 50 pounds overweight. You haven't trained a day in your life. You've got a huge token on you. You wouldn't have shown up to the race. You've been like, I'm ready. It wasn't happening. He would have been extremely hindered. Sir, you're ejected. There's no way you'll even finish this race. You got way too many hindrances. Amen. The hindrance is the state of being interfered with. Being held back. Or slowed down. It's something that provides resistance. Or to delay you. Or obstruct you. Amen. That's what a hindrance is. No one likes to be hindered. I'm sure if you got to the starting blocks of the race. And the official said, sorry, but you got a race with a parka on. Or maybe a set of flippers. You know when you go swimming and you got those fins on? You ever tried to walk with those? Anybody ever tried? No? And try and run with those, let alone walk. They stick out this long. You can't barely walk. 
and the official came behind you tied a rope on you and it goes on behind you and it's a large bag of cement he's like alright run the race go for it who would want to do that? Nobody would want to run that way. Amen. Do you have that the video ready at all? Those, those few files? No, we're not able to get That's okay. You know, many times we start out in life. We have great intentions. We have the best, best thought of what we're going to achieve. But too often something comes up. And it hinders us from moving forward. And had a little video. And it's a bike race. There's like a bike bicycle race. And there's there's like hundreds of bikes. It's like two of the thrones. And so there's one, there's a whole bunch of them, they're riding really hard, trying to run, 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 win the race. And there's a, a spectator on the side, a spectator. And all the bicycles are saying they're going this way, they're, they're, they're running, or they're running. They're pedaling that way. And there's a spectator standing here and he has a sign. And he just kind of leans out. And the sign goes too far. And, and it smacks one of the bicycle. It hits the bicycle. And it derailed him. He fell over. And then all the bicycles fell over. It came out of the middle of nowhere. He had no idea the hindrance was there. And so something came up and it stopped him from achieving what he was expecting. Anybody had ever had one of those types of experiences? Yeah, you have maybe have some great plans. I'm going to go to university. I have some. I have some goals. But something comes up, and it stops it. No, it hinders it. Man, anybody ever tried to do some kind of maintenance project or? You know, you go there, you need to fix something. Obstacles come up. You have good intentions. You just don't. You're not able to finish. You know, you're going to come out of this, this weekend here. And you're going to come out refreshed. You said that was an incredible set of meetings. And Satan's going to come up and try and hinder you. I'm not going to lie, the battle is going to get hotter after this weekend. That's just, that's just a spare fact. You go back to school, you go back to work, 
Satan's going to start throwing in temptation. And he's there like the signboard to smack you as you're running the race. He works hard. Satan works hard to do everything he can to hinder you. He'll throw sickness at you, disease at you, he'll throw a job at you that pulls you out of church. He said, hey, this is an amazing job. This is a fantastic job. Making better money. But you can't even get to a service every three weeks. That's a hindrance. He'll throw hindrances into the spiritual realm. He'll use memory. Imagination. Imagination. Affection. Reasoning and conscious. He wages a full assault. Right here. Right in the mind. Because if you can plant a seed in your mind, a little hindrance, and it starts to grow, it starts to affect your home. It starts to affect. Your spiritual growth. And it creates a deformity. I had a picture. It was a carrot. That someone pulled out of a garden. And around the carrot was a ring. And so the carrot had actually, there was a ring in the dirt. And the little seed just was dropped just so perfectly. It started to grow through the ring. And the ring then constricted the carrot wanted to grow but it had a hindrance it was, it was restrained and if you see the picture the ring is in the middle and it's growing full on the top It got deformed because something constrained its growth. That's what happens when something comes in the mind. It can create a complex, a certain mental deformity. Hinders our growth. 
says, he says, and you know of a night when I stand in front of men like this, smart men to the ministry, he says, and me stand here, knowing grammar school, he says, I have a complex, truly. Brother Brown was stating here. Here there were some real smart men. And he said, I only know grammar school. He said, these men are far beyond my, my ability. And so he grew, he started, he, he said, I, I have a complex. He says, it's so easy to build a complex. He said, another day, he said, I had an interview with Brother Way. He said, a good man. But he built himself around a complex. A kind of another complex. He said, it's just something a little in your mind. You keep thinking in a certain way. He says, go back and check it with the scripture. And see if it's right or not. Then go from there. In another place, he says. He says, no wonder, he says, I'm an erotic. He goes, he, Brother Brandon would say, he'd get nervous. He says, I have done this one thing. Instead of getting a complex, I tried to hold steady. Keeping my eyes on Calvary. And moving on. Just as he'd have me do. He says, I and made many of my mistakes. I pray God will forgive me of Amen. He says, just keeping my eyes on Calvary. But if you leave it unchecked, if you leave a complex unchecked growth. Brother Brandon, he talks about a vine that will wrap around a stick. And that vine will crook, he says. Because something hindered it. He says, but if you can remove that hindrance, that thing will grow straight. Amen. Amen. And that's by God's grace tonight. We need to, by God's grace, remove the hindrances. Amen. We need to pull them out because we need you, you need to grow straight. You need to grow strong in the word. We don't need nothing of the world laying inside of our lives. Amen? Amen. So we're going to talk about strongholds. Because a hindrance is a stronghold of the mind. It takes a grip 
and hold you hostage. Scripture says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. That's the power that you have through this is to tear down the captivity or should say cast down the imagination pull down the stronghold and bring into captivity every thought so now the strongholds it is a fortified place it's built to put it it places a presence and a defensible position. When, when someone with a king, when he would build a stronghold, it's there to, 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 to make a statement. It's so that his kingdom would look fortified. And so a king would put a stronghold here in his territory. And pretty another, he'd put another one there. And another one there. And he'd start to guard his borders with a stronghold. It wasn't his main castle. But it would be a, a strong defense position. Amen, you understand? Amen, and a stronghold gets stronger the more you put into it, the more you build it out. You know, if he just built, you know, a, a puny little, uh, you know, uh, little bricks, you know, just super small and maybe yay high and I'm with my bow and arrow. And I got a thousand man army coming against me. And I have a little brick wall here. And I've got my bow and arrow. What, what kind of stronghold is that? Nothing. But if I made a massive stone fortress that was, that was 30, 40 feet tall, it was 100 feet wide, and I filled it with all the, the, the weapons I need, and I made it so strong, I have food in there, I have resources in there, and I put 50 men in there. Now I've got a stronghold. Amen. The more I put into it, the stronger it is. Amen. All right. Now the reverse works as well. Yes. I should say the, the negative also applies. 
Satan wants to put a stronghold in your mind. He wants to build a defensible position against God. And the more you feed that, the more thought you put toward it, the more you strengthen his position. Maybe a certain situation takes place. Maybe you're in a certain relationship and something hard. It creates a hurt. It creates an emotional bruise. And you start to think about that. And you dwell on it. You start to build a position. Amen? Amen. Maybe there, maybe it's something you were raised. Somehow you were raised. Maybe there was a death in the family. Something happens. And it start you if you start to dwell on it. Sorrow starts to overwhelm you. Certain emotions start to take a hold. And you dwell on that constantly. Constantly dwelling on that. The stronghold is being strengthened. There's Brother Branham says you look to Calvary. You give it to Christ. Job said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He didn't dwell on that. Job's, his, Job's wife said just curse God and die but Job wasn't allowing a stronghold to take place he had his, he had his comforters come in he started to throw thoughts at him but Job took, he took courage he encouraged himself in the Lord and he said no -uh. I know my redeemer lives he didn't let that sorrow he didn't let the loss all his camels his donkeys he was stripped down to nothing but he said I set my face to Christ blessed be the name of the Lord Amen and so now a person a person that allows a stronghold in the mind if they, if they allow what happens is they start to become hindered and everything you now go through it's played through the lens of that stronghold so something happens maybe there's a certain relationship that breaks apart and you start and you let an anger starts to you, you, you get angry about it and you just start to dwell on that and everything now is is, 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 uh, is seen through that certain hurt you can have somebody that is maybe abused 
And they start feeling worthless. And their whole life starts to be played through or lived through that stronghold. And they dwell on that. And it starts to create a, a fortification. You need to take it to Calvary. You start to say, well, nobody likes me. They don't really know anything about me. Nobody even cares for me. No one really wants me anyway. And these thoughts start to reign in your mind, which are lies. But it fortifies the devil's position in your mind. And then when you start to hear a message preached, and you're listening to maybe a, a, a preacher preach, and because that stronghold's got so strong, the preacher's speaking about how God loves you, and it just starts bouncing off the wall. The, wall, the, the stronghold of rejection, stronghold of worthlessness. Say, yeah, yeah, well, you just don't understand. You don't understand my situation. And then now you start feeding it again. A smoke screen. A smoke screen. Yeah, you know when you throw a smoke grenade down? Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Smoke, it creates a haze. You, you, can't, you can't see through it. We, we call that a smoke screen. It's putting a barrier up. And you become captive. And scripture says, Ye did run well. Who? Satan did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth. Amen. That's his tactic. Is to build such a stronghold that you then believe the lie that it can never that it could never come down. But I'm here tonight to tell you on the authority of God's word scripture says the truth shall set you free. There is no stronghold there is no lie there is no situation that God cannot overcome amen there's deliverance tonight you don't have to wait one more evening I don't know your situation I don't know what you've gone through but if there's a stronghold in your life God is here tonight if you would just rise up let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow through the smoke 
He said, I'm here to deliver you. God's army is marching on, on the Satan's stronghold right now. Amen. Satan thinks he's built something strong in your mind. You've dwelt too long. You've thought your problem is too great. But God is marching right now. You say, I'm here tonight. Satan is looking out with his binoculars. He's saying, I don't know, it looks like we got trouble coming. There is trouble coming. Satan's defeated. You just need to believe it. But Abraham says a complex of self-pity. He says that you're in a pitiful condition then. You get pity in yourself. You want everybody to pity you. That's what pity does. Oh. Woe is me. He says the, pro the problem is it brings attention now to you. To you. The spirit of tormenting gets the attention it wants it gets the glory it wants you say oh my problem is so terrible this and this happened to me Job would have said oh my goodness oh everything I owned is gone my children have died and he started to dwell on his problem that's what the demon of pity would desire. You just don't know how hard it is this day and age. How do you think I can overcome when Laodicea is so strong? I've got my phone and I got my TikTok and my WhatsApp. Oh, it's just so hard. Oh, and that demon's like, yeah, it is hard. You'll never overcome it. And you start building him up, and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I am that strong. You keep telling yourself I'm that strong. Brother Branham says I got hit one time. He says he was eight days at a meeting. He goes, I stayed on the platform praying for the sick. He says, I got to a place. I got to a place. He says, I just can't feel any better. But he goes, I heard a scream. I heard an eagle scream. He says that Christians, they confess not what they see, but what they believe. Amen. It don't make a difference what you're looking at with your eyes, but your eyes of faith look at a promise that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't care how strong, how hard, 
How difficult. It's not my fight, devil. It's his fight. It's my God's fight. The mighty conqueror's fight. Amen. Amen. God has given us the weapons to defeat it. Amen. But Abraham says, the whole kingdom of Satan's sickness, death and sorrow, frustrations and worry, but God is life, faith, joy, peace, Amen. He says they're battling. They're battling right now in this building. That's what Brother Branham said. It's current today. Those forces are battling right now. Right now in your mind. Satan's telling you right now. I don't know, preacher. I don't know if you're just preaching a bunch of a bunch of bluffs. The devil's telling you that the preacher's speaking a bunch of lies. How's that? It's warring. And you're at a battle. Do I believe the truth? Do I believe this? Do you believe this? Or do I believe the lie that he's telling you right now? You're in a battle. You're in a war. He says they battle day by day with you. Every force, every force, Satan following you along. That great, big, priestly, kingly, okay, great, big, priestly, kingly, we got all those words. Goliath trying to scare the liver out of you. That's what Brother Branham said. He's trying to scare the liver out of you. But he said, God, you're fortified with the gospel, with the word of truth around your loins. He says, Preacher, that's what it is. It's the helmet of salvation. It's the shield of faith. The sword of the word. He says you meet him. This is how you come to the devil. He says, but I meet you. In the name of the Lord God of Israel. You know what David did? David did not look at Goliath. I mean, like, oh my goodness, that's just too scary. And run away. No, David didn't do that. David looked at Goliath. And he welcomed the fight. Amen. David says, I'm coming after you, Goliath. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, whom you defy. Satan is defying you tonight. He's saying you're not worthy. You're worthless. Amen. 
He said, you're not good enough to overcome. But God said, I've ordained you. I've chosen you to be my generation to overcome the world of Laodicea. Step up to battle, young people. Step up with the word of God. The Goliath, Laodicea, I come against you with the word of God in my lips. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Satan's army brings diseases. But God's army is commissioned. You have been commissioned. Amen. Amen. That means God put authority on you. When you're a commissioned officer in the army, you've been given certain authorities. So you can walk into a certain situation. You say, oh, that's an officer. He's been given certain authority. Commissioned to do a certain work. Amen. You've been commissioned to do a certain work. You've been given authority. Not your daddies. Not your mamas. Not your pastors. You also are commissioned to defeat the enemy. Amen. He's, Satan's going to throw it at you. But God's army is to cast him out. You say, well, Brother Michael, how do I do that? Let's talk about it. Amen. Amen. We're going to lay siege. Yeah. You know what a siege is? A siege, when you surround something. A siege. Yeah. Israel. When they came to Jericho, they started to march around the walls. Who knows in the days of Jerusalem after Jesus was ascended, when Titus came in, do you know that? Titus came in and he surrounded Jerusalem. He laid siege to Jerusalem. Nothing could get in. Nothing could get out. All right, we understand. Siege. Because a fortification, a stronghold, a hindrance of your mind is only able to succeed, it's only able to, uh, to be strong if you can get resources in. Singa. Oh, I didn't get it. That's okay. We're going to get it. Amen. Yes, sir. If you build, if there's a stronghold or a fortress, it needs food. 
It needs water. It needs weapons. It needs people. And those people need to eat, need to drink, need to be able to fight. But a siege stops the inflow. So a caravan can't come along and give resources to the stronghold. Amen? You follow? Okay, so if you put a siege around it, nothing can come in. It's blocked. Okay? So when Titus went around Jerusalem, nothing could come in. So they starved. They had no food. And so the army outside stopped that city from surviving. It put a stranglehold on Jerusalem. And they were stuck. It's a terrible situation. But that's how you defeat a strong city. The first time that that tactic you hear in the scripture is Jericho. Amen. The angel of the Lord told Joshua how to defeat a strong fortified city. Amen. He says, oh my goodness. That Jericho is huge. The walls are, you know, many, many feet thick. It's impossible to get in there. My problem in my mind, the hurt in my life, the difficult situation I'm going through, the complex that I have, it's too massive. It's the biggest stronghold ever. It's like Jericho. But I'm here to tell you, there's a Joshua here that gave the way what you need to do to defeat Jericho. Amen? We're going to surround. We're going to surround your enemy tonight and cut off his supply. Amen? Amen. You ready? You ready? You have to want to. You have to want to deliver, be delivered. Don't you be holding that back. You got to let the door of pride. Well, I don't want people to know my problem. I don't want it to be exposed. Expose it tonight. Tell the devil what you hear. Where are you going? He said, you belong in the pit of hell. And I'm going to allow the army of God to surround you. Because tonight is the night of deliverance. Amen. Yes, sir. You say it sounds complicated. It sounds complicated. Mm-mm. That's the devil talking to you. Joshua. 
he started to go. He said, hurry, Joshua. Go around the city and march around it. Just keep marching around it. Amen? He said, that sounds really simple. Exactly. It's that simple. He marched around the city for seven days. Then they blow their trumpets. They were surrounding the city with obedience to God's word. Amen. With faith and with praise. With faith and with praise. Two things. Amen. And the power of faith grew in their heart while they walked around that city. They might not have been quite ready on day one. But they started walking around the wall. They started pondering. He's the God that opened the Red Sea. He's the God that brought plagues of darkness. He's the God that brought us out of Egypt. He's the God that dropped quail on us. He gave us manna when we needed it. He opened the rock and gave us water. And they started to ponder. Their faith started to grow as they started to march around the walls of Jericho. You might need to walk around your wall a little bit and start rehearsing what your God has done. You start speaking about, oh my God, He has saved me. He's delivered my mama there. He delivered my daddy there. He healed me when I was sick there. He broke this darkness here. You start pointing to situations in your mind as your faith starts to build. And you start wondering, wow, He is a mighty God. He is able to conquer my battle. He is able to break down my stronghold. And on day number seven, they were able to go around the wall and somehow their faith reached a point where then their mouth opened up with praise. Open your mouth with praise. You start to say, yes, he is the God of glory. He is the great I am. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning. And the end, his name is wonderful. The Prince of Peace is here. Amen. And when that shout of praise. Hallelujah. It's praise that brought down them walls. Do not underestimate the power of your praise. Don't underestimate the impact that your voice has against the enemy of darkness when you just start to praise his name that's why the devil wants to hold that back he says uh, don't go to church you don't need to go there you don't need to sing praises you, you, you really don't enjoy it, you know. 
you know why he's saying that? Because it's his and his army. His kingdom that crumbles at your praise. Amen. 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 He's just a bluff. He's just a bluff. That's all he is. Now, you say, well, I've got a stronghold of depression. How do I cut off that stronghold? How do I do that? All right. We're just going to take this tonight. Romans 15, 13 says, If you're feeling depressed, we're going to now surround your stronghold with hope. Now, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I will say unto God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why go I mourning? Because of the oppression of my enemy, as with a sword in my bones, my enemies taunt me. They reproach me while they say continually to me, where is your God? Why are you, hey, this is Psalms. This is Psalms. He says, why are you cast down, O my inner self? Why should you moan over me and be disquieted? Hope in God. And wait expectantly for him. For yet shall I praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. So I feel so depressed. Hope. Hope in God and wait expectantly for Him. Blessed be the God our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy, which according to His abundant mercy, hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. That's the hope. It is a lively hope, an expectation of the of, of resurrection, an expectation of an incorruptible immortality that fadeth not away. Say, well, my life is so terrible. No, you have glory to look forward to. You have eternity to look forward to. That's the hope. 
Obulamu buzimu nyotofayo Waliwe subi, waliwe mchiti wajolaga Depression You can get to such a low place Everything gets inward facing Nothing's good You know what Brother Branham speaks about? You know what the offset for that? You know how to strangle that one? Surround it with some purpose Live for others. Amen. Oh, I'm just so low and depressed. Life is just no good for me. When's the last time you did something for somebody else? When's the last time you turned that? It says, I'm living for my family. No, no, my family. I'm going to see if I can make this day the best day ever for my brother or sister. You say that is just way too simple. That's not deep, Brother Michael. Oh, Gandhi, all Uganda, True, true Christianity is what? Living for others. You just find how fast that demon flees when you start turning your life that direction. Amen. Amen. Brother Branham said he was at a, a table and there was a, a man there. It was a, I can't remember where he came from, but he was just kind of a, a, a tramp. He was kind of dirty looking. And he said, I think it was his wife he's talking about. He was, she was kind of a little afraid of him, this fella. He's kind of scared. She, his hey, wife was scared. And Brother Branham says, well, how do you do? And they had given him some dinner. And he said, uh, Brother Branham says, uh, where are you from? Uh, he said, I'm just here and there. I said, well, where are you going? Oh, he said, oh, the same, just here and there. I said, Brother Branham said, what purpose do you have in life? He said, none. No purpose. Living for nothing. Of course you'll be depressed. Of course you'll feel unfulfilled. You're just dragging through life with no purpose. Brother Bram says we got to have something that we got a purpose for. We've got to get a purpose in our hearts. Amen. Amen. He says, oh, we're having a revival. 
He says, don't let that be you, just a floater and a drifter. He says, you can never amount to anything like that. He said, let's go up. Let's go up and do something about it. Let's put our shoulder to the wheel. Let's see that our church prospers. Let's get the kingdom prospering. Let's see what the sick gets here. Let's see that God is laid down among the people. Great signs and wonders take place that will strike this nation. He says, I'm satisfied that there will be things happen here. I'll be satisfied that I'll see, see things happen here in this country that it'll shake it for the kingdom of God. You want to shake Uganda? Young people, you want to shake Uganda? For the kingdom of God, get up, rise up, shoulder the burden of the word, get behind your bodies, the churches that you go to, and say, oh God, use me in some small capacity. Get some purpose, and you will shake Uganda. But Abraham says if each one of us get behind it. Amen. 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 Stronghold of rejection. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm rejected. I won't ask you if anybody's thought that before. But you lift that up before the Lord. Let me read a couple of scriptures for you. You're going to tuck these in your little script belt. You're going to put it in that little bag that David reached into when, when Goliath came. I'm going to give you a few stones right now. That when, the Goli when Goliath of rejection looms up above you and you look up like this, you're like, oh my goodness. You're going to be all right. Just give me a second. I'm going to pull out my stone of faith right here. Put it in my little sling. I'm ready, devil. I'm ready for you. Amen. Here you go. Say, I'm rejected. I know you're not saying that. I'm, the devil's telling you that. That one stone says. Ye have not chosen me, but I, Christ, the Lord Jesus, has chosen you. Amen. And ordained you. Yes, sir, that ye should go forth and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name he may give it you that should be enough 
Because it actually didn't take any more than one stone to take Goliath down. One stone. That's what it took. When the devil comes at you and starts spewing his lies at you. Sorry, devil. I'm chosen. I'm ordained. It wouldn't matter if I'm rejected by every person on this planet. But he, he has chosen me. That's all that matters. I could be rejected by the world. Christ was rejected of me. But he chose you. Ordained you for this moment. In fact, he ordained you for this time. So he's given you what you need for this time. So that your fruit will remain. Jeremiah says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before anybody could even reject you. Before that feeling could even come upon you. Before the devil could even give you that lie. He knew you. That's all that matters. He knew me. Yet he loved me. Amen. He whose glory makes the heaven shine. There is many more scriptures, but I leave you with those two. Because what if your problem isn't is rejection? What if it's anger? You might have gone through something that's created just a whole lot of resentment. built up a stronghold. I'm going to tell you what it's surrounded with. You need to start marching around that wall. With forgiveness. Forgiveness. That is what you march around that wall of anger with. When you stand praying, forgive. If ye ought have an ought against any, that your father, that your father also which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Ephesians 4.32 Be ye kind one to another tender hearted forgiving one another even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. That's just too simple. And just watch it crumble. Watch the stronghold crumble. You just, Brother Branham says, if you're in prayer, if you're in prayer, how can you be angry? Because in that atmosphere, you can't be angry. 
you feel anger coming, you just get in more. You need prayer. You get in your prayer closet. Too simple, Brother Michael. Well, it wasn't a crazy amount of weapons that defeated Goliath. David didn't walk up there with some big catapult. No, he did not. Just, just hold it right there. I've got to crank this thing up. No, it's not what he did. It was a simple stone. Hey, a simple stone. Hey, man, a rock that's hewed without human hands. That came out of a mountain that crushed to dust the statue that stood before him. Hey, man. Hey, My, I could go through a stronghold of fear. I could go through strongholds of failure. It's all in here. God is our refuge and strength. Very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, will not we fear? Isaiah 41 and 10 Fear thou not I am with thee Be not dismayed For I am thy God Amen I will strengthen thee Yea I will help thee Yea I will uphold thee With my right hand Of righteousness Amen that's one stone you need Lord, I don't know. I just a failure. He said, no. My grace is sufficient. Amen. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. Most gladly, therefore, Will I rather glory in my infirmity? As Paul saying, gladly then. In my infirmity. Gladly. Will I glory in it that his strength. Would be shown forth. In weakness. How about this one? It's very simple. I can do all things through Christ. You're not a failure at all. That's just a lie of the devil. Open your scripture. Turn to Philippians 4.13. And the next time you feel that demon of failure start walking in. Whoa, stop right there. Stop right there. I'm just loading my sling. <laughs> I'm just putting Philippians 4.13 in there. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Amen. 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 And you know what you do? Those are just a few examples. Now you go dig. Mm. 
You go down to the brook in the valley of Elah and you start searching for some smooth stones. You go start searching in the little brook of living water and find a little stone for your need. Because I know that my God can supply all my needs. Maybe it's your time for a little brook tonight. It's time for their brook tonight. And by putting those stones, you start bringing those thoughts now into captivity by the word of God. Casting down imagination. Stronghold. And every high thing itself against the knowledge of God bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Don't pass your struggles. Don't pass your struggles through the eyes of your stronghold. Just pass your struggles. Amen. All right. Last little part here. You say, well. Brother Michael, those are major struggles. Yes. But I've given you some weaponry. But what if I'm, I don't have those major strongholds. But I've got a little weight. It's still hindering you. Big, big or small, it's a hindrance. Scripture says, lay aside every weight. Every weight. And the sin which so easily beset us. Let us run. Let us run. With patience, the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, 
despising shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. God. It didn't say every major weight. Every large weight. It said every weight. Because they drag you down. Who, I was going to ask, who's the strongest man here? <laughs> I won't ask that. <laughs> if I took one of these young men that are strapping and strong, and I said, all right, here's, here's 75 pounds, put it on your back, and start walking. All right. No problem. What's 75 pounds? That's like a little kid. All right. Okay, let's just go for a walk. And we start walking this race, running the race. And we start going through life. And he, you know, this 75-pound weight, this, this little hindrance, it's somewhere here. Uh, yeah. This little hindrance that I just kind of pick up and I just kind of every little bit of time look at this here. Look at that there. I can manage it. It's no problem. You know where I'm going. Yeah. But then you have you got on your journey. You got you're now down your journey a little ways. You've crossed over into uh, into Kenya. Kenya. <laughs> and there's Mount Kilimanjaro. And you've already walked several thousand kilometers. And that 75 pounds is really heavy right now. All the way up there. You're like, it's impossible. I'm barely dragging right now. I can't even get to the bottom. Come on. It was just 75 pounds back in Kampala. It was a piece of cake. The little weights. That down the road you don't know. But it's the sin that so easily beset us. Everything. I don't care how small it is. Down the road. You get into a weary point because it's not an easy road. It's a rugged road. And that's why God says, lay it all aside. By the time you got a mountain ahead you, you don't want nothing hanging on to you. You don't want to go through that trial with a bunch of extra. You don't want to be the runner with a pound of cement behind you. Paul said, lay it aside that you might run. Not drag yourself. Oh, I'm 
barely going to cross this line. Run the race. Tonight, drop the weight. Brother Michael, I don't want that weight no more. I'm laying it aside. And I'm going to run. Amen. Amen. So then run. That you might obtain the price set before you. And take off. Run. Amen. When I have run down there and I'm down the course away, guess what I'm not doing? I'm not running back to pick it up again. No, 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 no. I'm a running and I'm leaving it behind. Run this race. Leave it at the cross. Leave it at an altar. Leave it at your chair. Walk out of here. Running with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Branham said. He says what we need today is a good old-fashioned God-sent revival. <laughs> I said, Brother Branham, it's right here. It's right here. The revival is right here. Who is that policeman? The policeman? On police. On the street, swinging his baton. Where's the revival? Right here. It's me. I'm not looking for some big shout and all that. I'm the shout. I'm the praise. I'm the one that's giving glory to God. I'm the revival. He saved me. I don't know you, but he saved me. And he saved you. So you should be shouting praise all. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Branham said, clean up the home. Clean up the heart. Get things ready. And start a revival in your home. And it'll begin at church. <laughs> he said, the preacher don't bring it in his briefcase. Mm -mm. He said God sends it from heaven to the individual. Amen. Amen. That's you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. As we close, I wanted to end with this. I had a video. 
And I'll just dramatize it for you. I believe it was in 1996 at the Barcelona Olympics. And there was a runner. And he had uh, he'd missed out from a prior Olympics. He hadn't qualified. But this Olympics in Barcelona, he was doing really good. He had ran a couple races, and he was performing really well. And so he was in the semifinal. I think it was the, maybe the 400 meter. Something like that. And he was running, he was going at a good pace. And you see in the video, he's running. He's got a good stride. And he said that something popped. And he felt it pop. And his hamstring had torn. And you see him stop. And he goes to the ground. And everybody starts passing. And he's down and he's in pain. Something hindered him. Vital part of his leg. He can barely even move. He's just cringing. Maybe tonight. Maybe your mind. Satan has hamstrung you. And he stood there on the ground. But he, his mind went back. When he couldn't run the prior race in, in the prior Olympics. He said, in his mind, I have to finish this. And in your mind tonight, some vital part of your spiritual walk has received a snap somehow. But your mind is thinking about the scriptures that we just talked about tonight. Something in me is saying, uh, I'm chosen. I'm ordained. And something happens. He gets up. And he starts to look. He starts to go. He says, uh, uh, I ain't stopping. And what happens is, out of, the, out of the crowd comes his heavenly father. I mean his father. Amen. This is true. His father came out and runs down. And he puts his arm around his son. And his son gives away to his son. He starts to help him get going. And the officials, they come. They're like, hey, hey, you, you, you can't be here. You're not allowed down here. And they, they try to shoo his father away. He's got to go at this all alone. And his father, 
And he takes his son in his arms. And the officials come out to get a stretcher. He's like, mm -mm -mm. I'm not out of this race. I'm not down and out. I'm finishing this course. If a natural father, if a natural love for a son would be willing to run down there see his child in a difficult moment it's like he doesn't look like he's going to finish I'm just going to go down there oh that's it he just got up because a child of God get up but sometimes you need the father you need our Lord Jesus just to give you some support tonight he's going to pick you up and he's going to run he's going to help you go but one thing that the earthly father cannot do he couldn't heal that part right there he couldn't fix it for him. But our Heavenly Father is greater than an earthly father. He can put his hand, he can put his word right on that spot, right on your mind, on your body if you need healing. I don't care where it is. He's not going to carry you across the line. He's going to give you the strength. What you need tonight. To defeat the enemy. So that you might get up. And run. Not drag yourself. But run. Tonight. This is your moment. Why don't we all stand? Why don't we all stand tonight? You know if there's a hindrance. You know if it's a bag of cement tied, tied you down or maybe it's just a tiny just one little thing. But tonight, identify it. Identify it. First step is recognition. If you can recognize the need, that's step one. The, the devil doesn't want you to expose that he wants you, he wants you to keep it close well, nobody knows that I've never really let, let that out before, before I'm not saying to me or anybody around you I'm saying to him it's between you and him I don't see any reason why anyone should walk out of the doors tonight if he's here. 
Why not touch his garment? That's the song that's playing right now, is that? At the cross. Where you lay your burden down. Why don't you all bow your head tonight? This is a first night. You know, when sometimes we have meetings, and sometimes people just, they wait. Well, there'll be another meeting. Why let there be another meeting? When you could walk out of here unhindered for the rest of your life. Not just tonight, forever. If you have a need, why don't you lift it up before the Lord? He said, Lord, it's me. It's me. Standing in the need of prayer. If you need prayer, I'm sure the brothers here will pray. I'd say whatever it takes, do it tonight. That you may walk, get up, and run. Heavenly Father, Lord, you are here in our midst tonight. Lord, you are dealing with hearts. Heavenly Father, maybe there's somebody here. They have gone year after year burdened their spiritual walk has been withheld and they have longed they have longed to overcome Lord with you are, are with you in our midst tonight Lord in taking you by your word Lord there surely isn't any reason that each young person here tonight can walk out of here free unburdened stronghold Lord laid down and they can look behind them and see the crumbled boulders the crumbled ruin of Satan's stronghold Lord, it doesn't need to be complicated. I find, Lord, so often the devil wants to make it that way. But by the simple raising of a hand that signifies something inside a heart that can say, Lord, it's me. I am in need tonight. God, may you blast through eternity. May, Lord, as it was the Hebrew boys, the Hebrew boys, there in the, in the fiery furnace, you stepped out of glory 
and stepped on the scene and became the fourth man in the fire Lord if there's a young person tonight Lord it feels that they're in the fire may you be the fourth man oh God may they not miss their opportunity as you're stepping by their little road tonight oh if they could reach out they say Jesus Jesus oh God I need you Lord may in that supernatural realm may you feel they feel their spirit pulsate may you feel their faith as it rises up to touch your garment we commit each one here tonight Lord as we start these meetings may there, may there be a wind of your Holy Spirit may it surge through this little building may Lord you sweep these young people may, may indeed a fire be kindled and born this weekend in Uganda I commit them to you now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Why don't we sing that as Brother Basabosi comes at the cross? At the cross. At the cross. At the cross. Where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. Oh, it was there I received my
Worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord at this time. We are the generation that is not going to be restrained by the devil. The devil will bind us no more. In all these shackles. The Lord is here to help us. He is our heavenly father. He cares for us. He's raising us to acknowledge who we are. To overcome every stumbling block by his grace. Oh God. Oh Lord Jesus. Maybe there is that little young man this evening, that little young lady, Lord Jesus. Running. Running in this race. Running, running the rest of their life. And maybe they are wounded, Lord. And they can't run no more. You are here, Lord Jesus. To give supernatural strength. To give more zeal, more power. Lord, how shall these things be? The Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. Oh, you are here to overshadow us, Lord Jesus. Just close your eyes and lift up your hands and tell him, Lord, I can't run no more. But I'm here, Lord. I need your help. I'm going to continue on this race. I will continue on this race. No matter what I've gone through in the past. Have a moment to consecrate yourself. 
Let's not just end this service and go. Right now, right here. This could be your moment. Your moment of breakthrough. Your moment of overcoming. Your moment of rising to your challenge. This could be the moment that you will be filled with power from on high. Oh God. Oh God. Oh hallelujah. I'm falling at your cross, Lord Jesus. I'm lifting myself to Calvary. I'm throwing myself at Calvary tonight. Where my deliverance is. Where my overcoming power and strength is. There is nothing good in me, Lord Jesus. But I'm yielding myself to you, O oh Holy Spirit. Just come and seize my soul. Come and grip my heart. Oh God, come and rekindle that fire within my soul. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not going to be restrained, Lord. I'm going to accept the offer from the devil. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Jesus Christ. I'm going around my stronghold tonight with praise on my lips, with faith in my heart. For I believe your word, Lord Jesus. I believe your word. I believe your word, Lord, what you've spoken to us tonight. I believe it, all of it, Lord Jesus. There is somebody here who believes it, Lord, and their soul their soul is calling on you. Their flesh cannot overcome, but their soul is calling on you to come and give them supernatural strength. Oh, Holy Spirit. Let this be the moment. Let this be the time. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.
I'm charged. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I just feel like preaching right now. <laughs> glory, glory. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. What a wonderful feast tonight. Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. And that is just the beginning. Like, like, like our brother has sung, the devil should be on the run now. He should, should be on the run. I believe that by the time that these meetings end, we would have surrounded him very well. God bless you, Brother Michael. Amen. Amen. That's what we can do, surround him. I was just, I was just, I heard our brother say that in the court, one of the courts that he was telling us that the devil is a great big priestly kind of fellow. Can someone help him to interpret that? A great, big, priestly fellow. But Brother Barnum says, listen, he says, watch him. The Bible said, there is no beauty we should desire him. Little old skinny guy Jesus was. He wasn't a great big priestly looking fellow. Kingly. Priestly. But, he is a, but Jesus is a little skinny fellow. And he straightened his little frame up. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, He that believeth in me. Now, this is my, my favorite part. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he said, Believest thou this? Believest thou this? 
this is the reason why we are here. It doesn't matter what you're battling. It doesn't matter how bad you feel you are. It doesn't matter. You are here to live again. Even if you are dead. Brother Barnum says the word corrects the error. You know, I know that in these meetings, some people who don't even believe in Jesus Christ will come. The young people So don't be afraid if you see someone who is dressed in a funny way. Love them them and receive receive them. Let them sit under the power of the word. The word corrects the error. Whether you are a believer and you've been seated in church, but you have never experienced that power, that resurrection power, the word is here to correct the error. It doesn't matter your situation. I want to say these dry bones will live again. My prayer is that by the time we leave, we'll go out to cause a revival. Because we will be the revival. How many are charged up tonight? I'd like to go on and on. I want to say God bless you, Brother Michael, for yielding yourself and accepting to be used of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, I'd just like to give a few announcements. uh, And then then we will uh, break off for tonight. Amen. Amen. So, this is a three-day meeting. So, this is our first meeting, of course. And then we are going to have a full day tomorrow. And then we have another full day on Sunday. Like I said, this is just the beginning. And Brother Michael, it looks like we are at a climax now. <laughs> but it's just the beginning. So we have a lot of feasting to do. So let, let, us, us, let us stay prayed up. And stay expecting. Amen. Now I know that most of us or most of you will, will be staying. Now I want to say that when we when when I failed to call these youth meetings, at first I did not plan it to be um, I did not plan it to be a camp. Or I did not plan for it to be resident meetings. So I did not expect that that will happen. So it wasn't my plan at all. It was the plan of the Lord. And you, you notice some of you who received the invitation, the first flyer that went out, we didn't, we didn't even have any camp fee on it. Because we just we'll just come and feast on the word and then go back to our home. And I thought that only the groups, uh, young people from around Kampala will just come and join us. But, uh, but uh, how, many, how many here at this time are not uh, from out of Kampala? Just raise up your hand. How many here have come from outside Kampala? Just raise up your hand. Up high. 
Okay, this is the first day. So you can see the number. And so I noticed uh, I, I, when the flyer went out, we started receiving calls of uh, young people who wanted to come and, and, and be a part of the meetings. So I thought, what are we going to do? This is on short notice. We, we've not prepared to do this. In Kampala, it is expensive to do this. And um, we were not prepared at all. And so I called the brothers, uh, our little team, and I told them, I think, we should do this. We don't have the resources. But we should do this. And then the, the rest we shall leave to the Lord. And so um, I could not begin to call Brother Isaac, who is going to come and minister and say, Brother Isaac, send me money. I prepare youth meetings. He didn't. I could not ask Brother, Brother, Brother Michael to send me money to prepare youth meetings. I believe that God, if God wanted this, God must provide. And I know God will provide everything that we need to make this a success because this is not my work. Amen. Amen. And so we prepared, we, we incidentally have a school close by here and uh, spoke to the owner of the school and they were willing to give us hostels. Uh, they were willing to give us hostels for, the, for, the, for you to, to camp at. And all this was on short notice. But uh, the, at a fee, they were able to give us those hostels. And so we thank God that we were able to secure that. And so we decided to set a fee. Uh, and that fee really is not going to take care of you 100%. It's going to be doing about 30% of your expenses. And... Uh, I know that also many of you have told us that you are not able to pay that fee. But we said still, if you would like to come, just come anyhow, the Lord will take We have a, shed, um, a full schedule tomorrow. program We will be having, and if you want to, have to write on a piece of paper, that's okay. This is out on, on the flyer, on the website. You can actually check it out there as well. So that you can get the whole program. Especially those of you who are not going to be in the hostels. So, in the morning, very early here, we're going to be here at 6.30. So, even those of you who are non-residents and you'd like to be here at that time, for the morning devotion, you are welcome. So, it will be one hour. 
There will be some little preaching for about 30 or 40 minutes and, and we have a, a very wonderful young man who is going to minister to us tomorrow in the morning devotion. Amen. God linked me up with this young man some many years ago in Nairobi. Nairobi. And at that time he was uh, not a preacher, of course. But he desired to serve the Lord. And you come tomorrow and see what the Lord has and done and that what, that's what he will do in us as well, I believe. So our brother Ken has a wonderful testimony and I wouldn't want you to miss it for anything. So then after that we shall have the, the main service beginning at around 9. And then we will have a second service and a third main service. I think every day will be closing at around this time. That is for tomorrow and on Sunday. Amen. Amen. So this is a note. Those who have not registered, especially ministers, must register before going. I believe that is to help us on planning for the meals. Because if you are not registered and, and you are going to be around, especially during lunch tomorrow, we'll need to know we'll need to know how many people we have so that we can be able to be Praise the name of the Lord. Now uh, brother, can you can you come and update us about the the hostels. This brother is the chairman of the of a, of a, of our organizing committee. He told me he can't speak and I forced him to speak. <laughs> Brother Michael, see what you've done. Brother Michael, I've done it. Okay, now here's the arrangement. We have the wardens and deacons that are going to help us. Those of you who registered as residents, you are going to be taken to where you will lodge. Straight from here. And then after that, I think right there they will also let you know. Uh, 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 supper should be actually served, be, should be, uh, served around this time. So from here, it will be supper, but at first I think you will go and be sure where you are going to lodge. And then uh, amen. I think uh, yeah, I think the rest of the announcements will be given there. Ah, 
shall we shall have lunch tomorrow and on Sunday. So if you want to uh, give towards the support of the, of the meetings, I believe this is how we were told to do it. It must be free will. If you want to give, the Lord will bless you for doing that. Otherwise, let me invite our brother to give us a song and dismiss us. Let us first stand and pray before we do Our kind Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much, Lord, for such a wonderful day today that you have given to us. You have visited us in a special way. And our hearts are burning within us. And Father, as we break off for tonight, some have traveled long ways and they want to go and rest. Lord, may you give us a good night of rest. And may we return here tomorrow early morning on Friday ready for more. I believe you have more for each of us. Lord. Father, we love you. We just yield ourselves to you. And we just ask that you come and take control. And take over these meetings, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Do you love him? Give me a key for I'd rather have Jesus. Amen. And then I think we did not uh, do the offering. If you are able to offer, uh, I will ask the deacon to have the bags at the, the bag. As you go, you could drop off your offering. In the As you go, you could drop off your offering. Let's sing this chorus. I'd rather have Jesus. I would rather have Jesus. Oh, yes. Than silver. Oh, God. I mean, a quick announcement here. Let the residents first remain inside and, and then we move together. Listen, than to be a king. Turn around and tell somebody next to you. God bless you. Oh, 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 oh,
Thank you.